we did it. We did it. We did it! We freaking did it. We made Dan Snyder. Hashtag fire Bruce Allen. It actually happened this morning in real life. Not in my fantasies. In real life, Bruce Allen got fired today by Dan Snyder and the Washington Redskins. At 7 a.m. this Monday morning, December 30th, the day after the final game of the 2019 Redskins season, which concluded with yet another heinous loss to an arch nemesis rival by 31 points to drop the Redskins record to 3-13, and officially the second worst record in the entire National Football League. Bruce is out, and as Dan Snyder and Redskins PR made very clear in the press release, he's way, way out. All the way out. Adios, muchacho. No business side nonsense, no stadium deals. Relieved of his duties. Fired. And fired, moreover, without so much as a thank you in the statement. After 10 years of service. A decade-long reign of error. After 10 years of office putt-putt and impromptu trips to the Bahamas, and late-night post-game cuddle sessions. Even Bruce Allen met his end with Dan Snyder in disgrace. And unlike most who came before him in that way, he actually deserved it. No doubt Bruce Allen got fired today, primarily for the team's 400-ish winning percentage while he was the primary decision-maker, and for the countless failed personnel decisions and dozens of off-field humiliations. But also, seriously, I think, seriously, because we, the fans of the Washington Redskins, made him. We made him. We forced his hand. Not only by making hashtag fire Bruce Allen ubiquitous on Twitter, which, by the way, I'd say was clearly the most encouraging and gratifying collective project and show of solidarity by the broken and divided fans of this team in recent memory, but also by our refusal to tolerate it, by our righteous indignation and our coordinated rebellion in boycotting games. That was our voice, and we used it. You used it. Pat yourself on the back. I thank you and I salute you, Redskins fans on the whole, for standing up and saying out loud to Bruce Allen, you truly suck, and to Dan Snyder, we are not taking this bullshit anymore. To the point that he finally, reluctantly, had to look his best buddy in the face, his wings and beer guy, straight in the eye, the man who has routinely, over 10 years, made our beloved team an embarrassment and a punchline, straight in the face, and say, Bruce... I don't care that your dad is a legend. I don't care that I don't have any independent social skills. I don't even care that your hair is perfect. Get your smug ass out of my office and fall through a sewer grate. Or something like that, I assume. We did it. As you know, I've been wanting this, craving this, needing this badly for years. And indeed, I am as satisfied by it as you might expect. But I'll also say that my, my immediate feeling, my uh, reflexive reaction, was, uh, I think, maybe a little more subdued than I expected. Not just because the actual firing had been so heavily rumored for 24 to 48 hours before it officially came down, or at least the notion that he would be more formally divorced from football operations. But I think, as I've had this morning and this afternoon to process it, because the root of my feeling today is more like relief, or maybe escape, than success or achievement or accomplishment. I mean on the team's part, of course, not myself individually. I'm happy today, and I celebrated, and I think there's fair cause for celebration. But at the same time, it's kind of like a humbling experience, because we as fans of the Redskins are forced to acknowledge that this only feels good because he was and we've been so bad. 
We're in a deep, deep hole. We're not at zero. We're at negative 100, or at least we were in the moments before Bruce Allen was expelled from the organization. The Redskins have had a fairly average or mediocre record in recent history, at least until this year. But they have not really at any point during Bruce Allen's tenure truly been at their core, even an average or mediocre franchise. There has been some embarrassing contract dispute, some failed project, some humiliating loss, some botched front office transaction, some egregious and very public failure for us to be actively and acutely pissed off about at almost every point since he was hired in 2009. Even when the Redskins have been good, they've been average, and when they've been average, they've been bad. So even though today I finally got, we finally got what we've been wanting for so long, it wasn't really a feeling of joy. It was, I think, more a feeling of pure release. Perhaps not from both, but from one of the two main handcuffs, those being Dan and Bruce, that have shackled the Redskins in prohibited success for as long as many of us have even been affiliated with the team. So I guess where I thought I might be doing backflips this morning when I read that email, it was really just more of a deep sigh and a fist pump. Where I expected a full erection, it was more of a three-quarter chub. But for a fan of this team in the 21st century, that is definitely a feeling to remember. So what we know at this juncture on Monday evening is that Bruce is gone and will soon be dead to my memory. Head trainer Larry Hess has also been fired, which I expect will please many current players. In fact, Quentin Dunbar pretty explicitly said as much on Twitter today. P.S. Yes, I'd say absolutely the combination of Bruce's and Larry Hess's dismissals should certainly have opened the door just a crack wider for Trent Williams to consider an amicable return. And otherwise, we don't yet officially know really about the fate of any current coaches or other scouts or executives. But of course, it's been heavily rumored for these last two days that Dan Snyder's primary target for head coach and probably for top organizational authority is Ron Rivera, previously of the Carolina Panthers. As I record this, he is apparently in D.C. having dinner with the owner and will be presumably announced tomorrow morning to great fanfare as the seventh head coach hired by Dan Snyder since he bought the team. Let me address Rivera first. Is he an obvious home run selection to me? Mm, No, no, definitely not. I do not see him as having a ceiling on par with some of the very few elite coaches in the NFL. The Belichicks, obviously, but also the Sean Paytons, the Pete Carrolls, the Andy Reeds, or the prodigy types like Sean McVay. But is he a whiff? Is he a bad idea? Dan's next big mistake? Uh, no, no, he definitely doesn't strike me as that either. I view Ron Rivera as a good coach. Obviously a widely respected coach, a tough-minded coach, a guy who's had success. Not necessarily consistently, but repeatedly. He went to a Super Bowl. He's a two-time NFL head coach of the year. Yes, some detractors will point to the fact that in his nine seasons as head coach of the Panthers, I think technically they only had three winning ones, although a fourth one was a 7-8-1 season in which he actually led them to a division title there in the NFC South, which was terrible at that time. In that Super Bowl year, the Panthers were 15-1 and in the regular season and 17-1, and uh, I guess 17-2 and overall. Every player who's ever played for him loves him. As far as I can tell, every coach he's ever coached against has raved against his competitiveness. He's enjoyable to listen to. His attitude and I think his philosophies as I've come to understand them, are certainly appealing. And as someone who consumes every last bit of public content by Redskins coaches, I will certainly appreciate that a hell of a lot more than the insufferable drivel I've recently been getting from Bill Callahan. And I think if we can all agree that the Redskins' primary issue under Bruce Allen's quote-unquote leadership, and for that matter dating back further to include Dan Snyder's entire tenure as well, has been a toxic culture of excuse-making, scapegoating, finger-pointing, and settling. I do not feel, even as a conditioned 
pessimist and skeptic regarding this team that Ron Rivera is likely at all to put up with that. I don't think he'll allow that. And I think that's great. In fact, I think that that is the single best thing, the best idea, my favorite implication of the hiring of Ron Rivera. Again, heavily rumored and presumed only at this point. My favorite thing is that it seems to me if he's in charge primarily or near the top, while I will not soon have any confidence that the Redskins will compete with the best teams in the NFL, I will have a pretty low concern level that they will continue to be a chronic humiliation or stain on my personal image. I think he's a relatively safe pick because he should certainly and immediately increase the credibility and legitimacy of the Redskins franchise within the NFL. They just really should not be a laughingstock anymore. And that is huge. Huge. That's a huge step. So in that regard, I think Ron Rivera would be a fine choice. In more detail, I don't hate at all that he's a defensive-minded coach, as the Redskins certainly have a great deal of underachieving and miscast talent on the defensive side of the ball. I like that he has experience successfully overseeing the development of a raw and occasionally immature quarterback. I like that he will at least occasionally make a bold decision from whence came his river riverboat Ron nickname. I don't like as much that he's not particularly known for cutting-edge schemes or for tactically outsmarting opponents. But overall, I certainly think Ron Rivera would be a better-than-decent choice for the next head coach of the Redskins. In fact, I'm, I'm certainly clearly more optimistic about him than I was about Jay Gruden when he was hired. That one struck me as very underwhelming. So if indeed it ends up being the Riverboat Redskins, I'm here for that. It's definitely not a 10, but I'll take a 7. I don't think I have a specific need, a desperate yearning for any one particular individual to be paired with Rivera as the quote GM, or at least main team builder for the Redskins. Without a doubt, my primary concern and interest for that person is that it be someone who can work effectively with Ron, someone who shares his vision. I mean, geez, it's so freaking obvious these days. It's, it's absolutely crucial. It's mandatory that your head coach and your talent acquisition department be in alignment and be compatible. The absence of that dynamic is absolutely one of the primary reasons that Jay Gruden's five and a half years were not good enough. So while it bugs me a little bit that we don't know yet who this GM type person is going to be, and that we do supposedly know who the head coach is going to be, I have this hunch that Ron already knows who it's going to be, and that whoever it is already knows that he's going to be tabbed, and that the two of them are already enthusiastic about working together. Now, the Redskins never do anything conventionally, so this person may have a weird title, and this person may actually be two people, and I guess I'll wait and see how it actually shakes out before I pass judgment. But if it ends up being that Kyle Smith has the top scouting and personnel role, and Eric Schaefer has the top business and general management role. And if those three are feeling like they're simpatico, and if also, by the way, Joe Gibbs, who you may recall happens to be Charlotte-based, has endorsed Ron Rivera to Dan Snyder, which I presume to have been the case for this to have even has gotten as far already as it has, then I think, yeah, I am at least ready to give that trio uh, my open mind and the benefit of the doubt, and to anxiously and attentively attentively wait to see what they have in store. Attentively, dumbass. I could be down with that plan. And if another experienced personnel executive were to be brought in to join those or to replace one of those, as long as their roles are more clearly defined than they have been in recent years, then I wouldn't hate that either. I'd like the idea of still bringing in a little bit more outside perspective to further inject some newness 
into this transforming culture. I'm obviously not saying I necessarily want more or too many cooks in the kitchen, but of course, I definitely want to believe that things are different and things are current, things are contemporary, that the philosophy is keeping up with the changes in the sport, that we maximize input from proven winners. There are a lot of different permutations that would be acceptable to me if presented as fitting parts in a unified vision. I do believe that a group like that could bring forth meaningful culture change if, and only if, and it is an enormous King Kong-sized if, Dan Snyder can truly find it in himself to hand over the keys and to basically get out of the car. I'm not going to jump off a bridge if Kevin O'Connell is not retained as offensive coordinator. I do not think he's proven beyond the shadow of a doubt that he is the next big thing. But, to be clear, I think I like what he eventually was able to accomplish with Dwayne Haskins. And I know I like what I hear from him when he speaks, coherently and intelligently, about attacking a defense. And so I certainly would not mind, and in fact, I am in favor of him returning to remain the offensive coordinator, especially... If the new head coach is, as Ron Rivera is, primarily known for defense. And yeah, I suspect that that is probably what is going to happen. Especially since Dwayne has said many times that he likes O'Connell and has said today a couple of times that he hopes he stays. And because, to be honest, I think Dan pretty much wants to give Dwayne whatever Dwayne wants, which is its own separate topic for a podcast on another day. But I will wrap up this short point by emphasizing again that the most important thing to me is that the head coach and the offensive coordinator be on the same page with their general philosophies, that they be able to get along, communicate effectively, give and take a little bit, and that the head coach does not feel that O'Connell was foisted on him by his boss, the owner. I don't know how we could ever know, at least immediately, whether that was true or not. I think at least initially we would just be forced to take them at their word that they, meaning the head coach and offensive coordinator, were independently interested in and motivated to work together. But I would eventually be hella pissed if it were to become clear that they were an arranged marriage. And if Ron Rivera is the new coach here, and if he prefers to bring someone else, then Dan Snyder damn sure better let him. Because I am so, so sick of this team willfully and intentionally leaving itself opportunities to deflect blame and excuse dysfunction. The Redskins were able to rid themselves of Bruce Allen this year, and they were able to secure an incredibly valuable draft pick to be used on an almost surefire stud or as ransom for a hopefully enormous haul of picks. At this moment, yeah, I would be in favor of them just not overthinking it and drafting Chase Young with that pick. No one does not think he's going to be a badass pass-rushing menace at the next level. But even if it's not Chase Young, that pick is probably the second or third most valuable asset on this team's ledger right now, behind only Dwayne Haskins and maybe the near-perfect Terry McLaurin. But I say these things and remind you of these things, that Bruce is gone and that the Skins are picking top two in defending and justifying unimpeachably my rooting interest in the Redskins losing games since September. I knew it was going to be a bad year, as did many or most of you, in fact. And accordingly, I wished for it to be a very bad year. And indeed it was, and thank God it was. If you, like me, were rooting for many and bad losses this year, you were right. I've been a pretty angry and jaded guy on this podcast and on Twitter for a couple of seasons now. In fact, I've often somewhat intentionally played the villain. I cannot believe that at Redskins has not blocked me yet on Twitter for my incessant trolling. And I especially cannot believe that PR keeps emailing me their press releases and transcriptions. That is whack. 
Thanks, though. I'm going to throw out here right now, though, that I think you might be seeing another side of me, or maybe an old side of me, a forgotten and buried side of me, Brent, from Burgundy Blog, in the coming months, because in this post-Bruce Allen world, I do not believe that they are doomed. I think there is a chance again that they could eventually be viable if Dan Snyder can just figure out how to turn himself off. And sometimes people naturally mellow with time. That could happen. It's not that hard. He just needs to shut himself off. It could happen. I think it could happen. I've always tried to be objective and impartial on here. I know many of you are rolling your eyes at that right now. I know I've been written off by some in the last year or two as an intentional, inflexible, concrete hater. And I'm obviously not going to deny that I've clearly focused on the bad. I have. I've intentionally focused on the bad because there's been so much more of the bad. Do you know how dumb I've felt having to occasionally acknowledge that, yes, obviously Matt Ioannidis was a great fifth-round pick and he's exceeded all realistic expectations? How awkward I've felt when even considering tweeting about how Ike Hilliard has really done, hey, pretty damn good job with three uh, rookie wide receivers this year? Do you know how squeamish it's made me to think and try to occasionally say that Kyle Smith really does seem to know how to run a draft board? These things are true. I have felt them. I've known them. I've occasionally said them, but no, I haven't emphasized them. Listen closely. Of course, I've rarely even mentioned them because they're distractors. So many more things, so many bigger things about the Redskins have been so bad that to point out the occasional good thing has almost felt unhealthy to me, almost misleading, almost dishonest, even when it was, in a literal sense, completely honest. It's really messed with my mind. It's really messed with my impartiality, my objectivity, because I've wanted to be real all along. I've wanted to be true and accurate, but that want was eventually superseded by a greater want, an even more important want, and that was a wanting to expose the true, fundamental, deep lostness of the team and the organization. The aimlessness, the overarching hopelessness. I felt so obligated to expose the overarching helplessness and hopelessness to the point that occasional legitimate success stories on a smaller scale almost became barriers to freedom. But today I was set free. Not from Dan Snyder yet, and I'm conceding again that that may make all of this moot. But today I broke free of that other ball and chain. And I think I'll be a little different now. I think I can be simultaneously now honest with myself and a little more fair, a little more balanced in my characterization of the team. And hopefully that'll be more fun for me and more fun for you. God bless America. Speak truth to power. Hail to the Redskins. 